Hello teachers, I am Life Coach Amber Lynn. Welcome to my podcast, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want inside and outside of the classroom. Thank you for listening. Hello there and welcome to I Am The Teacher's Brain Coach podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the feeling of overwhelm. If you are a teacher, then overwhelm and stress are nothing new to you. So on this podcast, I'm going to teach you a few strategies to handle or manage the overwhelm. But before I can teach you strategies to handle your overwhelm, I first have to teach you where overwhelm comes from. I know you're thinking it comes from the list of my to-dos. It comes from all the expectations that I put on myself as a teacher. It comes from being a teacher and and the home to-do list that I have. However, on this podcast, I want to teach you that overwhelm is a feeling and feelings are created by our thoughts. If you want to learn how to handle stress and overwhelm, then you have to learn how to develop and create a managed mind. A managed mind is the process of understanding that our circumstances, every single circumstance, anything that happens outside of us are neutral. The students that we encounter, the coworkers and colleagues that we encounter, the admin that we encounter, the interactions that we have with all of them are just circumstances. They are all neutral. Even the world outside of us and different politics politics that come into education, all of those are called circumstances. And all of those circumstances are neutral. But it is our thoughts about our circumstances that create our feelings. And our feelings that we have drive the actions that we take, which create the results that we have in our life, inside and outside of the classroom. If you're feeling overwhelmed, then you have to become aware of the thoughts that are creating the feeling of overwhelm. A few of my clients feel overwhelmed because of their own expectations that they have put on themselves or that society has ingrained in us of what a good teacher does, what a good teacher looks like, what a good teacher sounds like. So it's our own expectations of what a good teacher is right, or what society has taught us that a good teacher does. So they are constantly judging themselves and comparing themselves to others or to the image of the teacher they think they should be. Whenever we are shitting ourselves, we are not actually serving ourselves or helping ourselves. We think that if we should ourselves, (laughs) that we will do better, we'll try harder, we'll problem solve. But the problem is that when we shit ourselves, we actually end up creating the feelings of guilt, shame, and resentment. And these heavy feelings drive us not to take the actions we really want to take. Instead, we end up taking actions that leave us still feeling not good enough. And we still didn't get done what we had wanted because our feelings drive our actions. So what we should really be doing is learning to show up for ourselves no matter what. I truly, do believe, I truly do believe that the majority of teachers, especially when searching for podcasts on how to, you know, help them be a better teacher, are genuinely trying their best. 
So what we need to do is show up for ourselves every day with love and compassion and really be curious with ourselves as to why we are putting these expectations on ourselves. We think that we grow up in this society where we have to do what has been ingrained in us. But I want to offer to you that you get to decide what a good teacher is and what it looks like and what it works and how it works for you. You get to learn that your worth and your value is separate from who you are as a teacher. You inherently are worthy and you are inherently valuable no matter what, no matter of your to-do list, no matter what you do or what you don't do, you are inherently worthy. Now, if you take your worth and disassociate it with what you think a good teacher is or doesn't, or is or isn't, then you will truly begin to see what it is that you really want to be as a teacher. But when we have our worth so tied up into what a good teacher is, and we make things that we do mean that we're not a good teacher so that it is tied to our worth, then we feel guilt and resentment and the cycle just keeps going. But when we learn that our value and our worth are always there for us, it's inherent no matter who we are, no matter what kind of teacher we are, then we don't have to put so much weight on our own expectations. And we can just know that they are just expectations. They are just what we decided and created for ourselves. And that's the other thing though, to make sure that you really have designed and created your own expectations of who you want to be as a teacher, not just th what the society says that a good teacher is or does or does it do. You may be in service of others and you may be in a, in a career in service of students, but you still have the right to your mind to create the expectations that you want to live up to. You don't have to live up to the unrealistic expectations that society has ingrained in teachers to be the hustle, to work, that you aren't a good teacher if you don't do this, 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 or this. If you are feeling overwhelmed because you don't feel like you are good enough, that's an inside job. And that's probably because you've tied your value to being a teacher and not to being just any teacher, being a good teacher. So you have to do the inside work of really learning to detach your value from your job and your career. You have to work on your thoughts surrounding you. You have to clean up the thought errors. Your brain is keeping you in a cycle it's used to. So you have to break the cycle. You have to talk back to your brain. And when your brain offers you thoughts around your worth, around you not being good enough, you have to notice it. Say, hey, brain, I see you. I hear you. But we're not doing that anymore. We're no longer tying our self-worth and our self-value to our products, our production as a teacher, our hustle as a teacher. We're no longer tying our self-worth to the climate in our classroom or the student behaviors that are in the classroom. That's no longer going to be tied to my self-worth. I have my self-worth 100%. It's inherent. Now I just get to look at things outside of me and say, what do I need to do? And not make it mean anything about me. It's when we talk back to our brain and then we begin to look for evidence that show us that we are adequate and we are doing enough. 
I would recommend that you do what, what we call a thought download. That's when you write down all of your thoughts unfiltered just for three to five minutes and look at your thoughts surrounding what you are expecting yourself to do as a teacher. Even take a moment and write your current definitions of what a good teacher is. I did this and it like blew my mind on what I was holding myself to, to be a good teacher. And ask yourself what you think a good teacher does or doesn't do. And ask yourself, are these thoughts serving you? Do you want to redefine it? What would you define a good teacher? If society wasn't watching, if all of their expectations of what it needs to be, what would a good teacher be for you? How would you define it? If you're feeling overwhelmed because of your class or your students, then I would suggest you do thought downloads around what is going on. Like, what are your thoughts about your students? What's happening? What, why is it a problem? Because sometimes our brain also does, like this could, this probably will be a whole nother podcast, but Sometimes we make our students' behaviors mean something about us as a teacher, instead of really taking our students' behaviors to mean that their communication, their way the student is communicating to us and really looking at, okay, so what does a student need? But a lot of the time we take our students when they're talking out loud, when they won't be quiet, when they're, um, you know, not following our directions or our rules, making it mean something about us, making it mean something about them too. And we have to look at those thoughts and really ask ourselves, are these thoughts serving us? Are they serving us for our students? Are they driving emotions that allow me to show up for myself and show up for my students? And if they're not, how can I change them? Some of my clients feel like they aren't in control of their students' behaviors or they aren't in control of their class. And this creates feelings of true overwhelm and anxiety inside of them. And it, as a result, when they're feeling that high anxiety or that overwhelm, it causes them to be impatient, to snap at their students, to get into control battles with their students. And then they reflect and they're not showing up the way they want to for themselves or for their students. But I remind them that it's not them and it's not on their students' behavior. It's the thought, I am not in control of my class. I am not in control of my students' behaviors. When we have these thoughts, it drives our feelings. And we make things mean something about us. But if we took off that and we really learned to hold space outside of ourselves for our students and keep that space inside of us for ourselves, we could show up for our students and for ourselves in the way that we want. You could have a numerous thoughts as a teacher that creates overwhelm. But the most important thing you can do is learn that your feeling of overwhelm is not caused by your circumstances, your students, your principal, your team, or even politics. Your thoughts about these cause your feelings of overwhelm. So you have to learn to become aware of your thoughts and have a managed mind. So in our very first brain exercise, what I would do is I'd write down my current thoughts, right? On what is creating overwhelm, pick out one thought. Then I write how that makes me feel. Then I write my actions that I take when I feel that way. And then I create, I write my results. That's called the unmanaged mind. But if I want to have a managed mind, now I look at that feeling and I write in, 
what do I want to feel when this happens? And then I write in that feeling. Now, if I want to feel this feeling, what thought am I going to have to think in those circumstances to be able to feel that feeling? And I write it down. And then that is a thought that I practice. And I practice and I practice it because it's not a natural automatic thought. And it takes using my higher brain to be able to take on a new thought, to change thought patterns. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, that is one thing that you can do. If you want to feel calm in the different circumstances that are presenting itself, what thought would you need to think? If you want to feel secure or confident in those situations, what's a thought that you would need to think to counter your current unmanaged mind? If you're feeling overwhelmed because you don't have enough time, which I know a lot of us teachers do, then that is a different aspect. That means we have to work on learning how to focus our mind and our attention on purpose and follow the schedules that we create for ourselves and take time managing our mind through the things that we don't really want to do. And I will do another podcast that goes more in depth on that. But time management is another circumstance and it's outside of it, us. And I really think time management is a mindset. So I will do a podcast on time management as well. If you're feeling overwhelmed because there are a lot of things going on right now in the world and it feels like it's out of your control and you're so overwhelmed because it's not in your control, then we need to work on managing our mind around learning to accept that it really is outside of our control. The only thing we do have control over is how we are choosing to think about what's taking place. And sometimes I do choose to be sad or disappointed in different circumstances or situations that are showing up in the world. I allow my feelings, but I don't allow my feelings to manage me or control me or stop me from doing what it is that I want to do. And this again is probably an entire podcast in itself. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, what we need to do is get all of our thoughts down on paper. What's creating the overwhelm? Why is overwhelm a problem? I know that sounds like a weird question, but we really have to dig deep and see what is that thought? What's that underlining thought that's creating the overwhelm? And then the next step is heart. It's hard for our brains to do it, but you can do it. You have to learn to feel overwhelm and know and teach your brain that it's not a problem. It is just an uncomfortable feeling and you can sit with it and you can learn to feel it, that you can learn to feel any uncomfortable feeling. The hard part is, is that we've labeled since we were young to now, different feelings as positive and negative. So we have to learn to deassociate the good and bad label and label it as comfortable and uncomfortable so that our body and our brain learn that they're not bad emotions. They're okay. They're allowed. They're more than allowed. Feeling overwhelmed in a classroom in today's world is allowed. End of story. It's not good. It's not bad. It is an emotion and you're allowed to have it. So taking off that label, taking off the good or bad and letting it just sit there and be and feel it And let yourself see what sensations do you feel in your body? 
and label those sensations. The more that we practice our feelings and feeling our feelings and label our feelings, the more our brain knows that it's okay to feel them and it doesn't have this quick panic to hurry up and get through it, which then we become less snappy, less impulsive, less, you know, hurrying to get through those emotions. So in order to have a managed mind through any emotion, we have to remember that all circumstances are neutral and no one is making you feel the way that you're feeling. Your thoughts are, your thoughts create our feelings. Your feelings are created by your thoughts and the actions that we take in life are driven by our feelings. Feelings drive our actions or our inaction. And the results that we have inside and outside of our classroom are a result of our thoughts. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our actions. And that produces the results that we have in our life. Another time that we feel overwhelmed could be when we have what we call a manual. So it's an internal manual that we have for other people that we have for other students, that we have for other people when they're interacting with us, we expect them to respond in this said way. Nobody else is given this manual, we just have this manual. And if other people, students or colleagues or admin, admin don't follow this manual, it means that something is wrong with us. That's what we, our brain tells us. Our brain is like, they didn't, they didn't respond respectfully, they didn't respond professionally, they don't like us, they were not their favorite person. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by interactions, you need to check your manual. You need to be like, oh, what is going on in my brain right now? What is my brain making their actions mean? What did I expect them to do that they're not doing? Oh, my brain's doing it again. It has a manual for what a good teacher is. It has a manual for what a good student is. It has a manual for what a good colleague is, what a good admin looks like. And even for our students' parents, we have a manual on how they should respond when there's a problem or when something comes up. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by someone, you might want to check the manual that you have with them. I know this podcast had a lot of stuff in it, but I think that it is really important that when we're talking about such a heavy feeling of overwhelm, and we really learn the different dynamics that come into our thoughts that we reach all of these things. And so the other thing is if you are feeling overwhelmed by your expectations, by your thoughts, which normally it's your thoughts, we have to learn to hold space for it. So sometimes if it's other people that are creating, well, the circumstances with other people we have thoughts about that create our overwhelm. A big thing that we can learn to do is hold space for them outside of us. So what that means is allowing people to respond the way that they're going to respond and not make it mean anything. That's just how they're going to respond and holding space for their feelings and their reactions outside of us instead of taking it on. Same for students, holding space for students outside of us instead of taking it on inside of us. Holding space for students' personalities, holding space for students' abilities, 
holding space for students' needs outside of us instead of taking it on inside of us and making it mean something about us as a teacher. We have to learn to hold space for others outside of us in a way that gives them the space that they need to be exactly who they are while giving us the space we need to feel our emotions as we interact with all of these different people in our life. Another recommendation is if you're feeling overwhelmed is learning to create time for yourself. Learning to create time for exactly what you need to feel joy, to feel excited, to feel inspired, to have fun, to laugh. Scheduling joy and pleasure and your just scheduling things that you want to do, those are, you know, we talk about self-help, self-help, right? We talk about self-care, but we don't, I don't know how best to say this, but I just want you to know that you don't have to ask for permission to schedule in things that you want in your life schedule and pleasure. You don't have to get the whole entire checklist done before you have joy. Actually not having joy within your day will decrease the amount of actually hard work that you get done. The more often you schedule joy and you schedule pleasure into your schedule on purpose, the more productive you will actually be. It is amazing. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, take my steps in learning to have a managed mind Feel your feelings and schedule time for yourself. I know this podcast probably seemed a little bit all over the place, but when you're talking about such a broad feeling of overwhelm, I really wanted to make sure I hit everything. But if you have any specific questions, please go and email me at coachamber at iamtheteachersbraincoach.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. I am here for you guys. That's my whole purpose. And if you are interested in my one-on-one 12 week coaching program called the teacher's Boot Camp, then please head on over to my Instagram and go to the link in my profile and sign up. I look forward to working with you. I wanna teach you everything that you need to be a thriving teacher in today's world. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. If you are a teacher like me looking for a community to learn more about neuroscience and self-coaching strategies, then you have got to check out The Lounge. The Lounge is my membership community filled with teachers just like you, learning neuroscience and learning self-coaching strategies to empower themselves inside and outside of the classroom. If you would like more information, go to www.iamtheteachersbraincoach.com. I look forward to seeing you. The lounge is the place for you.